you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're excited. Uh, here we are. It's a Monday morning. God's doing a work and uh, just feeling good. I'm here with Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir. I want you to know, folks, we're in one of the largest chapters, especially in the New Testament. So we're in uh, the book of John, chapter 6. We continue to move forward with the life of Christ, looking at all things all things we can look at and how God can use that in our lives, uh, I think, to help us be better, to feel better about ourselves. Uh, you know, we can learn from what Christ has told people to do, what he's been through, how he can take us through things. And, and I mean, it's just exciting. That's where it is. And uh, so here we are. We're on our fourth grade riddles. Now, folks, I don't know how you guys are doing out there, but Kevin is really coming around and... Uh, um, here we go. So what did the family member say when asked who would say grace? Um, what did the family member say when asked who would say grace? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will. <laughs> I don't know what else he would say. This is what they say. Grace. Now folks, we didn't say it was going to be good. Uh, <laughs> We just said it was going to be a fourth grade no. riddle, man. It's, uh, you know, I just lost all my commentary. I am so excited about that. I just want to share that with you. So, folks, we're going to be covering physical injury today. So when we talk about the different things people with PTSD suffer with, one of those things is physical stuff. So they can't understand, why am I having all this pain? They go to doctors, and doctors are like, hey, we can't, we can't find why you're having this pain. We have no idea. And uh, as we go along, we find out that uh, uh, before you know it, uh, it may be your PTSD causing you to do that. It causes this stress. It causes physical pain. And uh, it can cause you to really, and, and I know some of you guys know this, but like the stress of this world can really mess you up. So I know a lot of folks with PTSD. And, um, uh, and I'm thinking that if there's one thing I've found out uh, about people with PTSD is this, is folks with PTSD deal with a bunch of drunk and uh, they deal with a bunch of craziness. And I'm reminded, Kevin, when I think about physical pain and PTSD, um, I think I'm reminded of about 100% of the people I see. Mm. Yes, sir. Um, pain is just, when it's physical, it's gone way over the top. And a lot of times, uh, spiritual and emotional abuse precedes that. I say spiritual if they happen to be a professing Christian, like the uh, the gal I talked to on the phone from another state yeah. uh, last week. Yeah, there was just a lot of garbage going on emotionally, and then it just went over the top physically as well. And uh, and I've seen that in some of my uh, extended family, what they've experienced. It's, it's really terrible, but, you know, I was just looking in the scripture. There's a man named Lamech. He's probably the first abusive husband in the Bible. And, uh, you know, way back in Genesis 4, it says, And Lamech said unto his, Lamech said unto his wives, Ada and Zillah, 
So right there, there's a problem. He's he's uh, surrounded himself with wives. He's got two yeah. at this point. Man. And he said, hear my voice. Listen to the tone of his uh, command. You know, it's one thing to lead, but it's another thing to be like this. Hear my voice, ye wives of Lamech. Hearken unto my speech, for I have slain a man to my wounding and a young man to my hurt. So he came walking through the door and was like, sit down. Let me, let me boast what I've done today. And he said, if Cain be avenged sevenfold, truly Lamech, 70 and sevenfold. And that's all it says. But, um, you know, it doesn't say that it hit his wife, but the fact that he sat his wives down and said, let me intimidate you a little bit about what I've done. I've killed someone. I've got hurt. I'm tough. I'm macho. And I have to prove it to you by a show of force and violence. Just really a terrible thing. Yeah, and, you know, we've got a responsibility to do what's best for ourselves. And a good lesson from Kevin there, but we have a responsibility. Like, if we're those wives, we have a responsibility to get out of town if we're being mentally or physically abused. And I think, you know, people say to me all the time, what is a good verse that I can pray about my physical help in this physical pain? And I always go back to the standards over there in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And, and that's where it starts, folks. You know, when the physical pain comes, when PTSD comes, when life is upside down, when people messed you over, when the wrong people are in the right place, and and then you're in the wrong place. And and I mean, we could just keep going with that. You got to trust in God, and you got to lean not on your own understanding. And the second part of that verse, number five there in Proverbs 3, where it says, lean not on your own understanding is huge. We're always trying to figure out, well, why in the world did this happen to me? How could this happen to me? Why am I going through this? What is this all about? Folks, can I tell you, we need to look at God and say, God, why are there trials? And we know there's a couple reasons for trials. First reason for trials is simple, is so that we get closer to God. Then the second reason for trials, and we see these biblically in the book of Job. We see them in the book of James. But then the second reason for trials is to help others get closer to God. So remember, what you're going through is just not about you. What you're going through, God can use it on others. And then you look in verse 6, and it says, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. So even in bad times, even when the world is upside down, even when, uh, man, I'm around the wrong people, I've done the wrong things, you have no idea the narcissist I'm around, and I get all that. But you know who gets it more? God. God. So we can't be leaning on our, we got to trust in him 100%. We can't be leaning on our own understanding. And in all ways, in all ways, we got to say, God, we know this is from you. We know you at least allowed this help me. So today we find ourselves in the book of John chapter 6, going from verse 30 through 40. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and blow up my computer a little bit. I, I actually pulled up the fourth grade jokes and I forgot to open a new window. So I lost all my stuff. I hate when you should have seen the blank light look on my face. <laughs> Looking at Kevin, I'm like, oh no, man, I had all this up. And, Where'd it uh, go? Yeah. They said, therefore, unto him, starting in verse number 30 of chapter 6, what sign showest you then? that we may see and believe on thee. What does thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not the bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread from God uh, is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto all the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. 
He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but to do the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which have sent me, that all which, and you hear pages on there from Kevin. He's, he's, he's throwing those pages around. It. I'm sorry. I, I just want you to know that when my ADHD, my DUMB, and OCD hit together, when those pages were moving in the other mind, it messed me up. But anyway, then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that come to me shall never come hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But... I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but to do the will of him that sent me, God the Father. And this is the Father's will which have sent me, that all which he have given me I should lose nothing but should raise it up again in the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him in the coming days. So some things catch my attention here right away. Jesus declares himself as the bread of life. So he's the one who comes down and gives us life eternal. Um, they want, hey, they want a direct line to the public's food store. Mm. Uh, they yep. they want in Christ to give them food stamps. Uh, they they want to go right over here to the aisles. They want to pick up sunbeam bread and good old fashioned roast beef. They want uh, provolone cheese. They want them. They want it all. They want a direct line. And 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 God's there saying, wait a minute. I'm the bread of life. I'm the true provision from God. It's bigger than the things of these world. And folks, let me tell you this: when we're in the midst of our PTSD craziness, physical physical problems, life upside down kind of things. Just remember that God gives you, Christ gives you the bread of life. And uh, when we believe in that, when there's belief there, uh, we're part of it. He's, he's not going to leave us out. He's going to let us do that. we got to remember Jesus' sovereignty. So we went a little different today. So when we come back, we'll throw it right toward Kevin here in a minute. But remember that Jesus is the sovereign, true Savior of the world. And these Jews out here are having a hard time understanding that. They're not getting this. And, and Jesus keeps going back to them saying, wait a minute. But can I tell you who else is not getting it? Those of us who are on earth today. Hang with us. We'll be right back. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. So when we think about God, Kevin, we think about the bread of life that he is the God that gives us eternal life. He is the God that gives us the bread we really need, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, John chapter six could be titled Jesus or Christ, the bread of life. And um, it's interesting this as he tries to help these people, they are not letting them help them. And you kept saying there. Uh, what I see there uh, very plainly as well, that they are not getting it. And he is going 
you know, just going, this chapter is so many verses, 71 verses, one of the longest in the scriptures, and he is going to great lengths to trying to help them to understand that uh, that he's what they need, and they need to put their faith in him. And they kept saying, like you said, we want the bread store. I mean, we want to be able to go when we want and so on and so forth. Uh, evermore give us this bread. We want a constant supply. We, we want to have a tap we can turn on and off. And Jesus said um, that he that believeth on me, he that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. So catch the contrast. He is saying that he has something that will satisfy them from the moment of faith outward you know, onward to the end. And they're like, oh, you know, we kind of want to, to dabble in this thing. And it's sad that so often today there's a, a desire for people to get just a little bit of Jesus, just you know, just enough Jesus to, to, to satisfy, and then they'll move on. And Jesus Christ said, no, 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 I want to have a permanent relationship. And once it's established, you're never going to thirst. So the the overarching thing here, Jesus Christ, the bread of life, and then the the players, of course, are just Jesus Christ and his disciples, and you know his his twelve disciples, and then this group of thousands, which ultimately at the end of the chapter are going to forsake him. And it's sad that they're not helpable because of they, you know, they they are there with Jesus for what they can get from him. And you know, I'm thinking about. The fact that it is hard if you are in a trying to have a relationship to someone who is a an energy sucker. They only want things from you. They they are are they are in that relationship because they want to suck you dry. They yep. have no desire to give something to you. You are are going to be a provider for them, whether you're a uh, in a marriage relationship and they only only want sex. Now, not seems like I'm talking about. You know, they really, um, they really. That's all you are to them. They have you there as you know for a period in their life to you know to just to enjoy, and um, and really that's that's very very difficult. And a narcissist is that way. Some of these Jews, no doubt, were narcissists because the narcissists are the crowd of the Jews that had Christ crucified. The Pharisee. Pharisees, Sadducees, and so forth—that was kind of a, a a nucleus in the uh, in the terrible cell. But our Savior dealt with these narcissists by um, trying to break the dichotomy where they wanted something, you know, permanently to to be available. And and He said, "You want it permanently? Come to Me. If you come to Me, I'm not going to cast you out." You. It says, verse thirty-five: "You shall never hunger." In other words, you'll have the you'll have the bread oven, you'll have the bread store inside of you. Yeah, yeah, boy, that's good. And 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 you know, there's some lessons in this scripture, some really important ones, I think. And one is we're we're looking at Christ and we're seeing submission to his father's will. And man, if there's something we can get right, if there's something uh, that we can, you know, learn and glean from this is submit to Christ's will for your life. Submit, follow the Lord, say, you know, he's saying, hey, my father, what my father, uh, you know, gives me, what he teaches me, I'm sovereign, but I follow him. I trust him. I'm fulfilling the will of the father. Um, 
And but it, you know what's great about that? I'm I'm fulfilling the will of the Father, Kevin. But I'm fulfilling the will of the Father, and I'm taking all of you with me. So you don't lose anything. That's you awesome. you get the whole schmeal, man. You you're getting the whole deal. You're getting all his riches. You're getting all of glory. You're getting all the best things that could ever happen. So if if there's a lesson to learn, I know I already hit one. The second one I think is to submit to God's will for your life. So we started off we were talking Kevin about physical pain. We were talking about, you know, coming into this and looking and Christ is telling these people you know, these people are coming and saying, hey, we're dealing with physical issues here. You know, we want food when we want food. We don't want to have to go to work. We don't want to go fishing. We don't want to do, is that America in 2023 or what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they want to get everything entitled, you know, they're quote entitled to. And unfortunately we raised a generation that feels that um, the church owes them something and God owes them something. And if they don't get it, they're going to get um, they're going to get upset, but um, our Lord handled things so well. He just stayed on track, didn't he? And he he said in verse thirty nine, and this is my Father's will that all uh, that of all which He hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. So He is faithful to His calling. He is not going to get the vast majority. But those that do, those that he does get, those that come to him will enjoy everything he's talking about. And he's trying to paint a picture that they could see it <laughs> by faith. And unfortunately, they are not getting it. You know, when I think about not getting it, and, and also the, the, the topic we had of physical abuse, I was thinking, Doug, my pages were rustling as I went back to some scripture. You got my imagination peaked or my curiosity went back to, there's a guy in the scripture that had a similar, um, you know, he, he, he kind of had a uh, dichotomy. He was wanting something from God. Uh, and I think this is, I think this was his modus operandi of life. And it was the, the, demoniac of Gadara, and I see him as a violent man, one that could do probably physical abuse. You know, everyone avoided him. He lived in the tombs. Um, I see him as a typical, you know, uh, uh, an extreme male nature because he, he wear no clothes, so he's a sexual uh, over-the-top. He did not abide in any house. You know, his independent spirit was his indecent spirit, his independent spirit, his... Um, his incorrigible spirit. He, you know, he, he dwelt in the tombs, um, his indomitable spirit. He break the bands of everyone. This is in Luke chapter, uh, eight, by the way, he break the bands of people that fettered him. And, uh, but you know, when he went to Jesus, it says this, that he fell down and worshiped him and then said, depart from me. And, you know, that is the attitude of the narcissist. That is an attitude of the taker. Part of him says, oh, yeah, I want Jesus. Oh, yeah, I want to worship Jesus. I have no problem. Let me just prove to the world how much I worship Jesus. Let me talk about Jesus. But when it comes to living, they're like, depart from me. I, you know, I, I don't want him to live here, and I don't want to live there. And it took an act of God. The, the good thing is by, by a big God, we can even sometimes reach the, the uh, narcissists that have this, I call it a dichotomy, that have part of them wanting uh, something from Jesus and parting, part of them wanting to turn it off. 
But, uh, you know, God is good. He Hallelujah. Is. All the time, every day. And, and so, folks, as we look at this and as we came through this, the lessons learned, follow Christ. Uh, don't be looking for your daily provision. Go to work. But be looking for your eternal provision. Be looking for your eternal happiness. Because that's what Christ is all about. He gives us everything we need to get through this world. We're pilgrims. I mentioned that to you before. This is just a short journey in a long eternity. And uh, it's so I was reading in uh, uh, the book of Revelation in chapter 20 today and just blown away by what's coming ahead of us. All the great things God sees to every one of those needs. Folks, don't forget Camp Joy, Wisconsin, September 11th through September 15th. It's out there in uh, Whitewater, Wisconsin, just a short drive from the Milwaukee airport. You can get there anywhere uh, about 40 minutes from the airport, anywhere over the United States, a quick plane ride, anywhere all over Canada. We'd love to see you folks. Make sure you come out and try to be with us. We need you folks this year. May God bless you. And listen, wear that smile today that only God can give you. He's earned it. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.